0: Oh, hello, and welcome to Odente
1: Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the stands for Evil.
2: And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. And be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Fog by Joseph K. So, yeah, this one's by Joseph K., which I believe we've done stories from him in the past. Um, This one I actually snagged from the CreepPasta.wiki site uh, uh, because it was the pasta of the month for September. Um, Of this year? Of this year, yes. Um, I don't know if it's it was it was made this year, but it was uh, like nominated th- this year for uh, post of the month for September of twenty twenty one. Nice, yeah. So um, we shall dive right into this one. Uh, the story is a letter of warning from our narrator, who we discover is Ryan uh, later in the story. Uh, the EXO of the USS Mistral, which you, the person reading this tale, has come across at sea, presumably. Um he he's writing this this to yeah. He's writing this to dissuade you from going further aboard the Mistral, and orders you, if you are a member of the Navy, to have the ship scuttled as part of a quarantine effort. He then regales you of the strange events and horrors that befell his ship and crew. They were looking into the remains of another ship, an Icelandic fishing vessel called the Magnus Daughter in the North Atlantic. Mostly they found oil and debris and a single corpse who had been shot in the head and was clutching a knife. All the while, fog roiled about the sea. It was clear that a conflict of some kind had happened aboard the Magnus Daughter, and it had been inexplicably sabotaged. Uh, The night that followed, the captain of the Mistral called everyone on deck, where the ship was on silent waters, surrounded by fog several hundred yards away in every direction, uh, with a bri- with a brilliant starry sky above, and massive eldritch lights moving along the ship, several fathoms below it. Uh, as the lights blinked out finally, Ryan and the rest of the crew, gapping at them at the rail with awe, Uh, probably rolling sand checks at this point, (laughs) Um, felt a strange resonance in the air and the ship, and all the electrical systems and equipment were blown and damaged, uh, effectively stopping the Mistral dead in the water. The next day, Ryan hurried up to the deck as screaming was heard, arriving to find the captain beating and kicking a man to death for letting off a flare. Uncharacteristically enraged and wild, the captain picked up the flare gun, had a brief nonsensical and deranged conversation with Ryan, and then burned his own head off by eating one of the rounds of the flare gun. All the while, a small group of the crew watched, and then they slinked back into the ship's interior when the, conversation, or when the confrontation was over.
3: And just to clarify, eating, you mean... Shot himself in the in the mouth with it, not I, touch, uh, one of the flares, and then start chewing on it.
2: I thought that would have been explained with like burning his own head off by eating one of the rounds. But okay, yes, but this is
3: a this is a creepy pasta <laughs> where they may describe things poorly and think that you can just gnaw on a flare and it'll set it off. I mean, yes. it might for all I know. Yeah, he just I don't, he I just don't
2: flare yeah, things. Yeah, he put the for clarity, he put the flare gun <laughs> into his mouth fired and blew his head off basically. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um that's when the shooting and screaming started as Ryan tried to comprehend what had just happened <laughs> on deck. Um Ryan eventually went down loaded with several flare guns of his own as his own personal firearm had been taken when someone ransacked his, his own personal room. Um and proceeded to investigate the various execution-like deaths below deck. Um, he came across the enlisted man's or the uh, he came across the enlisted men's quarters, which was just an abattoir and those still alive were violent and mad. Ryan fired a flare at one attacking sailor before closing that door and then running up and locking down the bowels of the ship itself, now stuck on the cold deck of, outside. Ryan is writing this letter as a warning before he succumbs to the Arctic night. And once again, iterating or reiterating that the ship should be simply be scuttled and forgotten. And no one should venture to this region of the North sea on account of strange lights and primal forces lurking beneath the surface fog. I mean, Finn. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was uh, that was fog. (laughs) Uh, I guess we will move on to Everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point.
0: Uh and I've got a couple. Uh they're pretty they're pretty minor, but I got I got a couple.
2: So uh moving on to this first one here. Um I am was the XO of this vessel, Lieutenant Commander Ryan Simmons. Uh so for me I kinda want I, I kind of feel like that comma at the uh like so. Where it says, like, I am, comma, was, comma, the XO of this vessel. Um, I feel like it should be, I am, dot, 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 was, comma, the XO of this vessel. Um, just because, like, he's sort of, like, correcting himself. Yeah,
3: or go, I am, comma, or was, comma, the XO.
2: Yeah, that could work as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or you could even do, I am, dot, 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 or was. Comma. Like, it could be different, so... Uh, but I'll, I'll move on to my next one here. Uh, what we were able to piece together from the fragmented and confounding evidence was that for reasons unknown, the crew had been in conflict, resulting in the murder of the... of... Uh, uh, resulting in the murder of the... of at least one sailor, and the eventual sabotage and destruction of the ship. So, um... At that, be- like, resulting in the murder of the, uh, at, <laughs> resulting in the murder of the of at is the problem there, and uh, you just need to get rid of the of, so it's like resulting in the murder of at least one member of the ship. That's how it should read. So yes, just the the the, the, the of uh, the the and the second of should be removed. Mikey, were you going to say something?
0: No, that's good. Okay, cool. <laughs>
2: Uh, On to the next one here. Uh, it was as if every light bulb aboard the Mistral was suddenly flushed with power, flaring bright and buzzing noisily in their housings. And then, and when the wine had reached a fever pitch, they began to pop and shatter among a shatter of sparks. They mostly come at night. Mostly. Um, I just feel like there's a little bit of repetition there with the shatter and shatter, like in the literally like two words away from each other.
0: Yeah. So I kind of,
2: yes, like I offer up that it, maybe uh, some words that you could use instead of shatter there would be like they began to pop and shatter among a scatter of sparks or a spray of sparks
1: or a shower of sparks.
2: Yes, that would also work. Gamer, do you have any other suggestions for this? <gasps> Uh I wasn't
3: prepared.
2: <laughs> I see you didn't do your homework, gamer.
0: No, no I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, bro. My dog ate it. Oh you're forgiven. Cool. Yes. Alright, um Okay, so <laughs> put that
2: over. Uh we'll we'll go on to the next one here. Um the door was wide open and the smell of blood and fear and shit was nauseating a bit of a nitpick here, but I, I just kind of think that like, maybe it should be, um, and the smell of blood, comma, fear and shit, da, 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 da. um, yep. just like remove that second, and, or that, that and there.
1: Yeah. Um, it's listing stuff. So yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then like, it's like, I kind of get it. Like when you're reading, it's like, and the, and the smell of blood and fear and shit. Was nauseating. like, yeah, you could do that way, but it's like it also works just as well doing and the fear of blood, fear and shit. <laughs> like just not having to like do and 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 all over again. And I hate to say it. Uh-oh. It's the but, way Nope. Okay.
3: Yeah, pretty much. It, it could just be the way the character talks. Yeah. Because he's writing this down under duress. I know. I know. But that's not an excuse, you know?
2: I, I understand. Yeah. Like it's Yeah, we, we're taking this from the perspective of it's a f- piece of fiction, it's a piece of, it's a story. Like, yes. So, when it's this kind of writing, like, it's this style, I, I can't remember. It's like, what, what perspective is this? Where it's like, there, there, somebody is writing to a, to a, to a person that is not necessarily the reader. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's, that's like a certain, like, perspective of writing, but
3: I'm sure it is, but I do not know what it yeah, is
2: I can't recall what it is. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, uh uh it, it we have to we have to judge the story um by some we have to have some like some uh critical uh critique of the story with its grammar because like some of it is like clearly wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and it's not in like necessarily dialogue or something like that. It's so it's yeah, anyway. Um moving moving on. Um The Jaws came off with a sound of tearing tendons and an ululating shriek that vanished into the air. First, an ululating shriek, not a ululating shriek, <laughs> uh, which is what it says in the story. It has like just the regular a, not an an, for ululating.
1: Um, it, mi- it might be grammatically correct. Um, okay. Because ululating is describing the shriek, so it's a shriek
2: a ululating maybe it's also maybe it's not ululating because like sometimes like uh like you do the it's it might be the soft u not a, not a hard u <laughs> <laughs> um also uh secondary um i learned a new word today because i've never heard of ululating <laughs> before and i was like i don't think that's what that word is and then i looked and i was like oh that's actually a word uh it's mm-hmm. a verb meaning um howl or wail as an expression of strong emotion typically grief you. So, that was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't okay. Know either. And I don't know if it's ululating or ululating, but it's such a... It's also kind of a hard word to say for me. <laughs> like, ululating? <yululua-ting>? Ululating? Ululating! <laughs> I don't know how to say it. It's like, so weird. Anyway, yeah, sorry. He's fine. Uh, I'll move on to the next one. <laughs> um, it's cold now. And the fading day surrendering the wan or the wane. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't check if that was right. Anyway, uh, it's cold now. And the fading day surrendering the wan gray light to the dark. The wan gray light to the dark. Um, I think it should have an is there. So, like, the fate and the fading day is surrendering the wan gray light to the dark. Yeah, because cool? he's writing it in the moment, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and again, like we said earlier, it could be like, oh, well, he's in a hurry and he's he's, he's fumbling his words because he's, his his uh, his extremities are all numb. But like again, we're we're pulling out away from out of fiction into the actual writing that the author did for this story. <laughs> the story, mm-hmm. the safety of their own the safety of their own like computer. <laughs> um, we have to judge it by that merit sometimes, <laughs> not by the it's the way the character. Hawks fiction <laughs> yes. or rights.
0: <clears throat>
2: um, but my, and then my last one here is if I could get below, I would find some way t- of destroying the mistral, like the brave men of the mag, of uh, the Magnus daughter, but it's too late. So I think some way needs to be some way in the, in the sentence there is, is one word, but I think it needs to be two separate words. Like I, I would find some way. Yeah. Compound words are sometimes tricky, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be two separate words. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is my grammar inquisition. So, Mikey, I hand you the torch and pitchfork.
1: Well, you did a fine job. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, because- based on a quick Google,
3: apparently, some way can be put together into one.
2: Yeah, see, I, yeah, like it's 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 hard to tell sometimes because like no, it's similar to no one. Like, yeah, I always think that no one is like. A compound word, but like sometimes, like when I'm typing that in, it like tells me I'm wrong. Mm. <laughs> it's wrong, and I hate, and it hates me. It's regional, <laughs> yeah, somewhere. yeah. Like I'm looking, at, I'm looking, I'm literally looking at some way right now. Like the single word in in, in Google doc in my Google doc for like my inquisition, and it's 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 telling me that there's a, big, a blue squiggly line underneath some way. So it's it's clearly also telling me that it's like it's a wrong way, but it might be like just a way it's the regional, like you said. <clears throat> Well, it's a blue squiggly, not a red one, so it's not a clear typo. It's a a grammar, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it's telling me the correct, like the correcting version of it is some separate way, like some mm-hmm. com, or some space way.
0: Mm. Uh, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh,
1: Mikey, all right. So you got my grammar inquisitions. Uh, so all that I have left is an it story.
2: Ooh, we haven't done those in a We haven't done a, 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 like, just a pure it story, or is it a conjunction it's, junction?
1: It's just a pure it story. Oh, my God. There was no conjunction junction to add. Okay. <clears throat> and now, an it story with Mikey, the E
2: stands for evil. Take it away.
1: It happened the first night, when our final sweep had been completed, and we returned to the site of the Magnus Dotir's first transmission. It was as if every light bulb aboard the Mistral was suddenly flushed with power, flaring bright and buzzing noisily in their housing. And when the wine had reached a fever pitch, they began to pop and shatter among a shatter of sparks. It slowly dawned on me that I was alone. The silent audience having melted away below decks, no doubt taking the grim tale with them. It had been sacked, and my service pistol was missing. It's cold now, and the fading day surrendering the wan-gray light to the dark. Finn.
2: Um that does kind of change the story a little bit cuz it doesn't seem like he ever he didn't even make it down up to the uh it, it makes it sound at the end that he like didn't even go down to down below deck and he just like was considering committing suicide um up on the deck. <laughs> yeah. And then he just like deci- he couldn't find his service pistol cuz they took it away from him. So he just decided to wait there out in the cold.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Also just just because of the inflection you put on sparks to me, it sounded like you said erupted into a shatter of Spocks. Like something blew up, and there was a whole bunch of like Spocks. <laughs> that like a whole bunch of
0: uh Letter D
2: boy, Letter D boy. like
3: oh Vulcans, Vulcans. Yeah, a whole bunch of yeah. Vulcans just like exploded out of the light bulb.
2: Oh no, I'm I'm totally envisioning just like a bunch of mini Spocks, just like Captain, 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 Captain. Yeah, Captain, Captain, <laughs> Captain. captain, captain, captain. Captain, 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 Captain. Uh, and just like, and constantly just like doing the, uh, the Vulcan, uh, uh, P- uh the Vulcan greeting sign <laughs> with their hands. Yep.
3: That's why he's I'm literally, I, I, so I'm, I'm,
2: yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not, a, uh, uh, th- this is not a visual media, but I was clearly like, use, I, as soon as I kept saying, Captain, 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 I literally had my hand out in the Vulcan fucking sign <laughs> as course. if somebody could see it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, wow. I am such a nerd. <laughs>
1: It's fine,
3: we all are in different ways
1: yes, oh, that is it all right
3: and for those uh, uh unaware uh, Mikey does these it stories and conjunction junctions and such to highlight all the sentences in the story that start with words that they shouldn't like it's ands or buts because there's always better words that you can use
2: there especially oh well, yeah, especially if you use them like constantly in a story yeah like, you can use them like once or you can get away with like once or twice, but like a couple. More than that and it starts getting a little bit too repetitive and repetition is sometimes you, an issue. You
3: hmm? say you, you can get away with one or two, but if there's one or two, then Mikey will hundred percent have a one or two well, that's...
0: long. <laughs> well that's, that, that's
2: Mikey, like that's us being critically silly. But I mean like in yeah. writing itself, you can be you can do it once or twice, but like again, you shouldn't rely on it like a crutch.
3: Emphasis, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, also, context is, cl- is key as well. Hmm. But, uh, all right. Now I guess it's on to your grammar inquisition, uh, gamer. Uh, I only got one.
3: And it's basically just, I wish this sentence was shifted around a bit. Okay. This is near the end. They are not the men I knew, period. I console myself with this thought as I leave them in the dark to starve or murder each other. And I kind of wish it was flipped around the other way around. Okay. So it would be, like, I console myself with this thought as I leave them in the dark to starve and murder each other. They are not the men I knew.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Um, to me, that sounds a little bit more dramatic, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, I, I find it more dramatic as, like, he does the first thing first. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> like... Almost oh, like we're different people. I know. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not bashing you for it. <laughs> like, I, I can. I, I can see handle. where you're coming from too.
1: Yeah, um, but I feel it makes it more dramatic. So, good one, gamer.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: That
2: <laughs> I means I'll just overall. I'll... <laughs> I'm right <laughs> because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one other person on the show agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just melt down below decks now. Silently away. <laughs> Who
3: out of the three people here think I'm right? <laughs> so (laughs) i
2: win (laughs) hell yeah Yeah. also notice i didn't say that you were wrong i just i I didn't mind
0: yeah anyway it's fine uh
2: all right so i guess moving on to actual thoughts then yep so um i found myself really like not taking a lot of notes during the story but i like I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna start, I'm, gonna, I'm going to start, I'm um, going to read this quote, and then I'm going to just kind of break down a bunch of stuff I had uh, of the story as a whole. So, um, the most I can make of my last moments as all feeling flees my extremities and writing becomes impossible is a warning. Please send us into the deep. Tell no one you found us and never return. There are things and primal desires older than man and forces beyond the grasp of our simple minds. And they dwell here beneath the frozen sea. The reason why I didn't really have a lot to comment during most of the story was because for me, this was a pretty solid read of cosmic horror combined with isolation horror. Um, The sailors discover the remains of a ship uh, and its crew and their demise is a mystery. Like at the start um, until they, too, encounter the eldritch entity, the lights underneath the ocean um, that the other ship also likely encountered. Um, the sanity checks are rolled <laughs> um, like in that moment, basically, and, and failed hard, <laughs> and the crew begins losing themselves to madness or maybe possessed by some strange rage um, and begin killing one another Leaving only one person left to write down a warning to the next person. It's a classic horror plot line. Um, it sort of felt to me like this was like like when it, it sort of felt to me like this was like the Thing meets the Abyss, and even Call of Cthulhu, like the original story by Lovecraft. Um, especially given that the name of the the first ship, the Magnus Daughter, is Scandinavian for daughter of Magnus. Thanks, Google. <laughs> um, that makes sense and And the reason why I say that is because like in the thing the problems and the horrors from, that that afflict the uh the, the, the antarctic uh the u s antarctic site originate when from from discoveries found over at the norwegian site i e scandinavia um so and then the with the abyss um like in that movie the the there's a weird like strange light Uh, like lights in the in the ocean like in the deep ocean that they are like looking into and stuff like and like the the weird light creatures are are the main central mystery of the plot and stuff of that and like they're uh, in the source of their investigation and such and then there's also a bit of like weird cabin fever like isolation horror kind of going on because people are cracking under the the pressure of being so deep underwater um and then call of cthulhu because madness (laughs) madness <laughs> uh like upon seeing a strange aquatic behemoth or cosmic or uh, of cosmic origin the people just go nuts <laughs> um and also has to do with like finding a ship and like there being le- a letter that is a warning sign because that's most of the story i think is actually just like a letter being written to somebody else <laughs> um but um also a little bit more trivia um of specifically of the uss mistral's name um. So mistral uh, is a noun, and it means a strong, cold, north, northwesterly wind that blows through the Rhone Valley and southern France into the Mediterranean, mainly in winter. So I, I figured since I'd done, some, I'd done some Googling to see what the, uh, the Magnus daughter meant, I might as well check to see what the mistral sounded like. And it, it is kind That's of, true. it kind of matches because it's a, it's, a, it's a northern wind. That kind of that blows in, so like it, it's it makes sense that they'd name a ship that goes out into the North Atlantic to be that name.
3: Um, I Believe the ship was reassigned up there, though.
2: Yeah, so, it was like, reassigned it from the North been... Atlantic, but it was reassigned from the North Atlantic um, uh, operations, wasn't it? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Hang on. Sorry, I just want to double check. Said so that, that said, somewhere in the the beginning, like where. I
3: found it. It's halfway through. Okay. It's just been serviced after an extended tour with the Atlantic fleet in Bahrain before her transfer to the North Sea.
0: Where's Bahrain?
2: This is super important. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, Bahrain is in the Middle East. Okay. So maybe not quite. (laughs) But still, again, like, appropriate to the story that the name is called, is based, like, the the ship is based off a, uh, uh, or is named after a northwesterly wind. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, got kind of a bit of a frog in my throat. <laughs> yeah, <get> <laughs> uh, uh, our skits are weird and, and 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 spontaneous sometimes. I'm glad you didn't say
3: good because then I would have had to correct you. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: they are a thing.
3: They are
0: they exist.
2: Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. To my other, my my next set of like comments here. So like I could definitely see like like reading the story. I could definitely see this being the seed for a Call of Cthulhu or horror scenario in which the players like coming across these vessels and the insanity ensuing once they get aboard their own vessel. Like like once they go and investigate and then they come back aboard their own vessel after reading the document that they find on a corpse on the on the deck of the ship and like basically like do they do your characters just go back to your ship and scuttle it or do you um or do you go deeper in and and find the, the abattoir of horror that's underneath that's at the bowels of the ship um and i could see you're like the captain's like no we're gonna check the rest of the ship that's fucking stupid we're not like th- that's superstitious nonsense we're going down and, ch- and investigating the rest of the ship it's it's part of the u.s navy <laughs> um and then, like, horror ship having that, or if you do convince your captain to the, just scuttle the ship and, and move on, that's when I'll just, like, I'll strike with, um, all right, so the, that night, when you guys are sailing, are on, you're, uh, you're heading back for, uh, for safer waters, uh, a fog rolls in, and then, like, the Eldritch lights come back in, and then that's when, like, all oh, shit hits the fan <laughs> on your ship. Um, yeah. It's it's a pretty simple and straightforward horror plot, but its strength is in its simplicity, I feel. Um like go to thing fi- or find weird thing, look into it a little bit. Um then encounter source of weird thing, <laughs> go mad and try to escape.
0: <laughs>
2: um or go mad yourself. So, yeah. Um I could also see this story like honestly when I was like reading the story is like I kind of wanted to like Print it out in a, like like, t- make it a prop, uh, like for a real, like, immersive sort of thing, or even like use it for like one of the, the said game I, I just mentioned. Like, use this story as the um, as a prop in this in the game, and like, like, do up like, like a letter on the table
3: in front of everyone,
2: yeah. Like, do up like a US letterhead, like Navy letterhead on like a piece of, on some on some uh, on some paper, and then print this off, like, using like a font um yeah. and then like weather it using various techniques like putting it in tea water or like and then and then baking the pages or like just like kind of like crinkling it up and stuff like that make to make it like look worn and stuff like that um yeah i i could definitely see this being like i could i could envision this this story being written on like some some uh some legal paper that the guy had or was able to like find <laughs> Maybe on the mm. back of, like, some, some, like, start, like, like you know, like, how um, how ships have those, like, logs and stuff like that in, like, the captains, or on, like, the, um, on the helm of the ship? Um, that's, that's the word for, like, where the, where the steering wheel and stuff is on the ship, right? <laughs> the helm.
3: <laughs> well, the helm is the steering wheel itself, I believe.
2: Okay, what's that room? Is it just the control room, I guess, for the ship?
3: Uh, yes.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: There's another word for it. I just can't think yeah. of
0: it now that you're mentioning it. We're
2: we're not we're not uh yeah, full disclosure, we're not like Navy people, so we don't really know. Although my uncle would be would be um uh just just so disappointed in me. <laughs> um But anyway, um yeah, like that like I, I imagine like he grabbed like some, maybe like one of the uh the charting papers or like like a charting pad that they have, like for writing down logs and stuff, and this is just written on the back of one of those. <laughs> so um yeah the one thing that does strike me about this story like regarding continuity or maybe like some kind of an issue with the story um is when exactly it takes place it it does mention sat phones so i guess it 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 could happen any time after 1960 <laughs> um mm. but it was like i was like trying to like figure out like i, I wasn't quite sure when this, this exactly happened. <laughs> So, um, that, that, that part's a little bit, um, uh, ambiguous, but it doesn't break the story for me. It's just like, that was the one thing that if I had to pick something at the story that kind of, that ruined it, um, like that would probably be something that if I looked too hard, I might like, I might get stuck in the weeds a bit with it. So
3: I'll tell you this, it was between 1992
2: and 1994. Oh yeah. Yep. How, Because of the uh, like uh, it being stationed out in um, in Peru or whatever it's called, whatever that place was called. (laughs) Yeah,
3: because that that country didn't exist before.
2: Oh, okay. I'm. I'm joking. Oh. Of course, it existed before. Oh, I mean, I, you know, no, no. You, you like you know like I. You could have said that it, did, it didn't because like countries that pop up and don't and they, like have you know, that country up in, only existed for two years. <laughs>
0: it only existed
2: between ninety
3: two and ninety four. After before Look. Hour, it did not exist.
2: I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I'm very gullible. Fair. <laughs> um. Okay. So like, is that because like the Gulf War? Is that, it was like basically. That kind of thing, or
3: no? It's because the the Mistral is a Cyclone class patrol ship, and Cyclone class patrol ships were only launched between nineteen ninety two and nineteen
0: ninety four. Uh, it okay. says most
3: I... of the ships were launched between those two um, wow. years. Okay, although they are in commission, they're in use
2: in the present. Okay, well. well, so we've so we've narrowed down the window even further. It's no longer like nineteen sixty on. It's now 19... 1994. Two or nineteen ninety four on, yeah, okay,
3: that's relatively <clears throat> modernish.
2: Yeah, okay, which which makes sense. Yeah, so um, yeah that, that that's basically my my actual thoughts for the story. If I'm being honest, like I I enjoyed the read. So I, when I was like reading, I was like, I don't really see much problem with this. Like, I here's here's what I can I can write, uh, comment on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all right, guys, break me down. Like, make me roll my sand checks. What what's wrong with the story? Mikey, you first.
0: Uh, Take this. (laughs) uh,
1: So the first part that I I sort of tripped over a bit um, is when they're describing the the Northern Lights underwater.
2: Yeah, like that's how they're describing the lights underwater.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and then uh, this quote here. Uh, as the ghostly lights winked, so my mind automatically went to, "Oh, is this a giant creature underwater and it's winking at them?" <laughs> but then the very next part of the sentence, "Out of existence."
0: Yeah,
2: they <laughs> winked out of existence. That's that's a phrase. <laughs> yeah, we yeah.
3: blinked out of existence.
2: I, I think "winked out of existence" also were, is also a, a word. Like it's it's also a, a phrase of that.
0: Yeah,
3: I don't know if I'm okay with that.
2: Well, I mean, because <laughs>
3: you know what that's saying? You know what that's like? It's like if um, you say that um, you going to sleep is you winking to sleep. Because I'm just saying, like, if you're winking, the act of winking, whether it is a standard wink or a Tommy Wiseau double eye wink, <laughs> you are closing your eyes and then immediately reopening them. You're not closing them and keeping them closed. That's not a wink.
2: Okay. I- I'm just, I'm just. I'm telling you what what it says on uh, on uh, in dictionaries. <laughs> what what winked out of existence means is it. Um, to be abruptly killed, destroyed, or ruined. Um, typically used in passive construction or in, in passive constructions, and often followed by of existence. Um, so. I was there on the ground watching uh this is an example. I was there on the ground watching as innocent men, women and children were winked out of existence by enemy gunfire.
3: That's weird. Mm-hmm.
2: So it might again like like we said earlier like from like from like mentioned from a, a an earlier like grammar Inquisition thing, it might just be like a re, like a like a regional dialect thing like cuz I I personally would have gone with blinked out of existence. Mm-hmm. Um because that's how I've heard it. But I mean, I yeah. can understand why somebody would say winked out of existence like if it's a, like more of a, a more English um, uh, phrase for it.
3: That Being said, using my defense as I did, mm-hmm. a wink and a blink are the same thing, just with one eye or all of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm fucked regardless. Yeah, the English language is weird.
2: Yep. No, we can all agree on that. Yeah. Fuck the English language <laughs> when it comes to like all the weird, like eccentricities of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> I love how this, this, this podcast has had a journey this podcast over the years has had a journey of us just slowly re- coming to the, the realization in horror that the English language is the true monster we, we learned along the way <laughs>
0: you're not wrong we're,
2: we're becoming more embittered about the English language the more we do this yeah. show
3: <laughs> I think I might oh at some point actually just go full French <laughs> just, go, just go full French Canadian it's like yeah. no, they
2: had it right <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, If accents on every all the words, so you you know how to say them. Mm-hmm. Not all the words, but some of them.
2: You don't want to go German, like with like the like the like the, the loud angry language.
3: Oh yeah, because I can use German as as a daily language a lot up here.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't think about the practical applications.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so. My basic point is that uh, I-, I liked it when I suddenly imagined a monster under the water, and then to just be the lights going away is like oh.
2: i think I think that's what it was trying to describe um was like it was some like immensely large creature under the water. um, and what we were uh, basically we were seeing something like bioluminescence or like its eyes itself like winking out of existence. And as it was closing its eyes and moving on, it just shorted out the power of the um, the, uh, the ship, or again, it's some kind of cosmic entity that, like, that's the best we can just des- how we can describe it. Looking at us is just an aurora borealis effect underwater.
3: I
0: mean,
2: because wow.
3: we don't even see it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a creature. It could be mm-hmm. some like weird mechanical thing down there, for all we know.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. weird mechanical thing. It could also just be a an anomaly of some kind. Like, it doesn't have to be a creature, but it could be like some kind of energy anomaly that's underneath like it, it honestly it kind of reminds me of the color out of space because the color out of space it's the whole thing the whole central like horror story of that or the whole central horror of that story is that it's a farmer dealing with literally a color like a light a, a color of like a color of light that no one has ever seen before that is just fucking with his with his with his shit <laughs> um because it it, it, it's not necessarily malevolent or anything like that it's just because it exists and it's in proximity to the person the effects are it's having on this person is like radiation like radiation isn't evil but it does have a a negative effect on us (laughs) so um and and we don't it's it's some kind of it, it it kind of works almost like an organism in a way in the color does but like it may not necessarily be an organism it might be just some kind of anomaly that came out of from from space so um it's like
3: octarine right
2: exactly yeah Oct- yeah very much like that and i'm sure terry pratchett when he wrote Oct- like the color of magic like he may have had some inspiration he he definitely had some inspiration of lovecraft stories when he was writing the Discworld. so mm-hmm. but uh, and to another point that you actually kind of brought up there, Mikey, with the Northern Lights, I, I think it was funny because like it's a clear, starry sky up like uh, like above them, and they're all looking down into the, into the ocean that's reflecting this because it's super silent. it'd be really funny if like this entire thing, like this entire like, is just a mix of of cabin fever, like really fast set on cabin fever and madness. Um, and because they look down at the at the ocean and they they didn't think to look up into the sky and see oh there's some Aurora Borealis actually happening and the, the sea's just reflecting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just reflecting it in a weird way. So it looks like it's deeper under the water, but it's actually just the reflection on the surface, like from, and they're just not looking up when the Aurora Borealis is like happening because the Aurora Borealis is like pretty, uh, it, it doesn't happen uh, for long, for long periods of time. It does kind of wink out of existence and pop back in
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: because it's, it's just radiation bombarding our atmosphere. Um. Mm-hmm. So it just sort of like comes in waves, right? Yep. Um. So yeah, it'd be really funny if this is like. And honestly, when I was reading the story, I, I, uh, you'll like this gamer. <laughs> I immediately thought of the the Muppet Treasure Island. It's like, I've got cabin fever. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I've got it too. <laughs> oh, we've got cabin fever.
3: It's <laughs> pretty much that's the theme song. All of them are singing in their in their head. yeah as their as yeah in, Maybe in the loud in the... for all we know.
2: Yeah, yeah, in the in the cruise in the uh, in the the enlisted men's quarters, they're just like we've got cabin fever, <laughs> and then the guy's just like, nope, close the door after firing yeah. that, that flare gun. Oh god, I kind of want to like come now. I want to combine um, that like, like we got cabin fever. like that whole like like that that scene from the Muppet Treasure Island. And then, like, and then just cut over to like to the next seat, like uh, immediately cut to the scene of McCready from The Thing, and he's just like, yeah, fuck you too, as he closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, again, in a nutshell, the, the story is <laughs> just like mm. the 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 crew goes mad, starts killing everybody, goes wild and raged, and and the the EXO just like fuck this, <laughs> close everything up, barricade it. I'll die up on the on, I'll die up I'll die of exposure on the deck. <laughs> Yep,
3: that's a choice. Yeah. Also, in regards to the Aurora Borealis and other water, Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's trying to get at like when you're when they're looking through the water, they're seeing like the normal world. Like when they went in to whatever the hell they are, it's almost like a um, Bermuda Triangle situation where they got Mm -hmm. teleported to some alternate dimension, but they can still see into the normal. um, Ooh. Normal world like, that would be on the other side. Totally, and, like, and on, like in the normal world, there is an or Aurora Borealis going on, but in their weird upside down world right now, not so much.
2: Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, oh! <laughs> Sorry, I got, okay. I got this, I got this idea for another horror for 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 furthering the Call of Cthulhu like horror scenario. Yes,
3: this um, I heard you had your hand up.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, um, so so. Um, so the Call of Cthulhu scenario is like sort of also explaining like Bermuda Triangle, Devil Triangle, like places in, in on the ocean. So in Lovecraft stories, there's uh, there's a um, uh, there's the story from Beyond, which has a scientist named Tillingast who creates a resonator that allows you to basically um, see other see see the see dimensions beyond our like that are parallel to our own. The problem is mm-hmm. they can also those dimension the, the creatures and the creatures on the in the, in those dimensions are like these weird like almost like anglerfish or like worm like creatures that live that just swim through the uh, through their uh, through their own like kind of liquid atmosphere, um, and they can see us. So then they are we're able to they're actually the, the problem with the resonator is that you're we're, while we're able to see them they can see us and they can also interact with us because we have our our mind opened up to their their reality, yeah. um, and so I and there have definitely been scenarios in the past where somebody has like taken the tilling gas resonator and like used it to basically open up portals to like the, uh, the other reality or like to shift reality. Um, and in Delta green, they even um, have a, uh, have a, um, have a couple of things where like the tilling gas resonator was used as a, uh, the military was using it as a stealth option during like the, the early, t- uh, early days of like, uh, like post-World War II. And that's why we had the, um, oh what the fuck was it called? the the ship that so in in real life there is a mystery of a ship that like blinked out of existence um and then reappeared and the crew was uh, and, like the, like a horrible shit happened to the crew members because like and it was like they were it they were basically um there was rumors about it where like the people on the ship uh like they were they were trying some secret experiment on the ship to try and create a cloaking device and what it actually did was it teleported people and stuff. So like people rumored spotted their like crew members in their hometown for like a for like a split second. Like they appeared and then they vanished. And then um there was rumors of when the ship uh like made itself known again or when it when it popped back up. Um they found crew members like melded into the ship itself
0: <laughs> Oh, geez. Um,
2: as a result of the uh of the the phasing technology they were they were tampering with I, I again there's a lot of it's it's one of those like world mystery sort of things like did it happen was it not like or was it just like all the let all the rumors and stuff were overblown but um uh, i think it was the uss eldridge that's what it was called <laughs> um yeah, that's it, Eldr- Eldr- no, not eldridge eldridge like e-l-d-r-i like ELD ridge like as in like the mountain ridge
0: oh okay yeah it
2: wasn't called the eldridge <laughs> although it is very appropriate that it was that it sounds like eldritch <laughs> yeah really um but yeah so in in delta green lore the uh the uss eldridge was using a telling uh, like a modified version of the tillingast resonator to try and cl- uh, like phase themselves to cloak and mm-hmm. basically it, it again like i said uh, it it went into another reality and horrible shit happened and then it popped back in um, and they they've also tried to tie it with like time travel as a way for using the tilling gas resonator. However, for the thing that was popping up with my head in my head for this is that like maybe the tilling gas resonator is the is an artificial version of an actual like natural phenomenon or unnatural phenomenon that happens around Earth, specifically on the ocean around sites like the Bermuda Triangle, the Devil's Triangle, and then this North Sea area. So like you the they, they they just go to this they've they've ended up in the north sea in the north sea triangle basically um where the uh, uh a tilling gas resonator like effect has happened so they are and what they're seeing in the water is actually like um like they're already in the effect of the of the of the resonation so they're looking down and they're actually seeing one of the massive organisms in the Liquivore universe um and that's just like that's what it is like they're actually seeing like they've they've been teleported to that reality like you were saying so mm-hmm. like in a call of Cthulhu game that's how i would probably address it is that basically you're dealing with liquivores, which is the term that delta green uses for the 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 creatures from beyond that live in the other reality um because then you can have like you can do all kinds of things because again it's it's another reality you can basically make up what they do yeah <laughs> so, for Sure. um and and yeah so far in in stories i've only ever heard them like really just be like uh like hand sized or like not even like maybe the size of a dog or something like that the creatures but yeah we've never seen like what what like what if there are whale sized liquidivores <laughs> like in the in uh in that other reality in the in the beyond reality so yeah for for this again for this scenario this cthulhu game scenario i would i would probably make it like as an explanation for like Bermuda Triangle, Devil Triangle, sort of like phenomena, um, and mix it with the resonator. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I, I had to get that out because you were like, I was like getting really like my mind was like was uh, was lighting up. It was about to. Uh, yeah, they were all all, all, the, all the balls were about to burst into a into a shower of sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Spock. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Captain, 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 Captain. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh no, cultus has gone Spock. Uh, anyway. Captain Fever. <laughs> yeah, I've got Captain Fever. <laughs> Captain Fever. <laughs> Captain, cap- <laughs> Captain. Captain, Captain, Captain. Oh, God. Okay, st- yeah, I'll stop before I start coming up with a scenario for Captain Fever. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, this has been an impromptu uh, Cthulhu Make It Better and Kitchen segment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, please, please go on. Save, save me yeah. from myself.
1: All right. <laughs> So my next thought here I have a quote If there was a splash when he hit the water it was swallowed by the fog So fog doesn't stop sound Fair. I mean fog horns exist
3: (laughs) No one says it's mundane fog in their area though Yeah
1: Yeah, it could be muffling fog (laughs) Yeah but technically the fog is still out there Like it because of how it is it's staying away from the ship no, no,
2: no, i think I think at this like at, at this point, um the fog had had basically c- uh covered over the ship um like it mentioned like the night before uh the fog was only like a couple was uh, was several hundred yards away, but when he got back onto the deck to look for the captain like uh, to hear the screaming, the fog had had covered over the ship thought also, I read that.
3: for yeah. all we know at that point, because there's so much fog. Who knows what's actually under it? That guy could have not made a splash because there's no damn water there anymore. It could be there's a giant freaking creature that's just holding the boat with his mouth open. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, ah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) for sure. I like that. (laughs) Like eating
3: grapes. Yeah. Being fed grapes, Uh rather.
0: Yeah. Or yeah,
3: it could be like,
2: he he didn't make a splash because a tentacle grabbed him first and then just like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to softly bring you down to my butt, my, to my stomach, or, to my belly, no, to, to my, to my, uh, to my mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my thought there is that it might be at this point, the dream sequence, or there's a come to cabin fever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because when you're um, dreaming, you you don't necessarily hear the sounds of things that happen things yeah. just
2: happened. Yeah. That's true. Um also yeah, just to double check uh I don't it does say like the sound of screaming brought me above deck and into a thick fo- a thick heavy fog. High in the gloom. So yeah, the the at this point the fog has completely in, in, encased the uh, the ship as well. Like it's completely covered the ship.
1: Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh my next actual thought uh to do is that I liked the visuals of the supernatural stuff. Yeah. So, uh, the fact that there's stars above them, yet there's fog in every direction, and it's uh, the, the fog is spinning. Yeah. It's a world. Yeah. So, like that, it was like, ooh, that's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: I, I don't mean to keep interrupting, but I, I do like the idea that the, if if this creature is actually in physical space, like in our physical reality, it's may, maybe it it it's it just as it moves through the ocean, like uh, like like so far down, like it's not making any like physical disturbance in the water, like above, but it is causing like an a weird atmospheric thing because again, it's like uh it's creating some kind of it, it's definitely creating some kind of uh, like EMF field, which I just <clears throat> I just said. ATM machine didn't I. Uh ET- it is creating some kind of electromagnetic field um above you said EMF. Yeah, I said EMF and then I said field, which is electromagnetic field Yeah,
3: I thought you meant that you literally said ATM field. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no, no. Um But like so it's clearly creating some kind of atmospheric issue like with like the the resonance that it's creating above the ocean. So maybe the, the fog is also the indicator that it's around, like, basically they've, they've stumbled into the, the, the eye of the storm as it is, like, basically the, the calm in the middle of the, uh, the fog, the swirling fog uh, field that it creates
1: mm-hmm.
2: so, and, and that's where like, the, the, the energy fields that it's creating are strongest, like, because, like, what, maybe it's some, like, like some kind of a whale, and instead of, like, a blowhole that shoots water up, it, it basically just shoots up, like, radi- like, some kind of EMF radiation mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, like, that's, that's, like, it creates that weird radiation that just, like, again, shorts out electronics and, like, causes madness. Um, Maybe that's, like, part of its organism. Again, like, playing on the idea that it's not malignant, or it's not a malevolent force specifically, but it's just because it exists, it's causing problems for, for, for the lesser humans.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like, that's just it breathing
2: yeah exactly like it it's just it's just such an old creature that it it doesn't realize that it's harming us <laughs> yeah um that that's sometimes like how how lovecraft i think that's that's generally like what lovecraft wanted to get across with with his cosmic horror and his his great old ones and stuff is that they don't care about us because and it's just the fact that they exist is what hurts us <laughs> mm-hmm. again, see mm-hmm. are the 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 parallels between like the great old ones and radiation <laughs> like um yeah i do i do like the visuals as well i gotta agree um like the fact that we get this clear crisp starry sky above fog roiling around the the ship like hundreds of yards away from it and then like looking down in the silent sea and just seeing this like horrible or this this horrible light organism thing in underneath the ocean like below you like and it being
0: impossibly large um, Mm -hmm.
2: is a really good visual
0: And uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts. All right. Uh, then we have Gamer. All right. Uh, so we're right
3: around the start, saying, if you're reading this, then I'm dead, and you're standing aboard a derelict cyclone-class patrol ship, the USS Minstrel. Um. So I really hope that this is me making a note at the time. I really hope that there's other boats mentioned in the story. There is. Um, because one in the fog in the picture is not a pt boat like what the uss Marshall (laughs) is mentioned to be
2: oh right we don't don't address the image in the room
3: (laughs) no that's why i'm doing it now yeah um yeah so for me it gave like a false visual right off the bat if Mm -hmm. although like because i clarified that the cyclone is a pt style boat i knew what that was but to someone who didn't google it they may think that the huge kind of shipping boat is what both boats are. Yeah. We will move on from there. Okay. Then he says, uh, get off the minstrel, menstrual at once, send her down. So there's a quarantine scenario. All hands are likely dead. I'd help you if they're not. And then it switches to a new paragraph. We are eight days out of Kirkwall and blah, 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 blah. So even though we would make it so there's no damn story, why did he continue to write if he's so adamant about the reader just sinking the ship? It kind of seems counterproductive.
2: Like I think this- he's he also wants to try and like, all right, if you're if you're gonna keep reading, this is what happened. Like he still needs he still maybe he's trying to like keep his mind going, even though like he knows it's inevitable. But he's like writing down he wants to write down a record of what happened to them.
0: Yeah. Still, it is
3: definitely like stop reading this right now, send the ship down. By the way, here's a 45 page essay about what happened. It
2: wasn't even, (laughs) no, it was not that long. (laughs) I I know, you're silly and exaggerating. I know, know. and I hate you for it, but (laughs) um, okay, yeah,
3: yeah, I, I kind of feel like the whole letter situation would come across better if um. If instead of the the entirety of this story being the letter that he wrote, um, it could have been like a on a narration kind of situation where the narrator and um, what's the word omnipotent, omniscient, uh, om- omniscient, yeah, omniscient narrator is following along the main character, and the main and then like Nair picks up a letter, which is just the first part. Saying like, get the fuck off get the, the ship. ship. There's nothing yeah. here worth it. And then it follows him, ignoring that, and seeing what's on the ship because he's a curious nair that has to get himself killed for the sake
2: of the story. But then, so your, so your, your, com- your counter here to the to the to one um, horror trope is to just add another horror trope to it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, of course. And and like. I I don't agree. <laughs> like I think, I think if you're gonna like like I, I think if you're gonna use a horror trope, stick with that same horror trope, especially one that like it, it does like I, I can I can I can make sense of what it's trying to do with the horror trope of like don't don't uh, like just scuttle a ship. But if you're gonna keep reading, then I guess I'll I'll write down like my whole like uh, like the the adventure that's happened. What what's what what has happened so far in the story <laughs> in my story. Yeah. To get us, uh, I bet you're wondering how we got to this point. <laughs> like that, it's basically that. It's that kind of like trope where it's like, let me let me regale you of of how this all started, and then it cuts away. Um, uh, maybe a maybe a way to do it, like to if you don't want to have like the pure like letter format, have the have the the, the introductory part, like you said, like scuttle the ship and whatnot. Uh, God help us, and, that, and then have like a horizontal line to break it, and then basically at that point have a un like. A, uh, an unseen narrator or an omniscient narrator basically going through the, the situation of what happened on the uh, uh, on the, uh, the the mistral like from like god help you if, if they are not if they are not and then like horizontal line to break it break up the show that there's a, a break in the narration and then have like a, a third person uh, narration of the entire events that have happened
3: or have it so you kind of learn the story in reverse or like you're up on the top of the ship, and you learn the final, like insane ramblings of this guy as he's dying or whatever. Yeah, which is basically just don't look any further, just sink the ship and everything. But then Nier goes down and checks out the ship. Yeah, maybe all the other ones are dead down there, but he finds other um, letters, like maybe like other letters from this guy, like oh. when he gets into his cabin. And through those letters, he can piece together what happened to lead up to the point where the whole ship should be just sink, sank.
2: Okay, so so you're, so 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 make Nair, who's who, if you're reading the story, like just shuttle, like have him suddenly become a character, like every other paragraph, or like every 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 little bit, like have a paragraph of him like going deeper into the into the Mistral and finding like Ryan's logs in his like in his in his cabin. Like maybe he actually like was writing down like like a journal entries, uh, or like journal yeah, logs like,
3: and stuff like that. And as he's walking down, you see the the final um, result of what happened in that room. But then you find out through the um, the messages what actually happened in that room. Yeah, after the fact or prior to the fact, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And also, and yeah, you could because it's an actual character grabbing the stuff then. By the end you can explain that he got out because otherwise how would we have this story
2: yeah i mean <laughs> i mean the way it's i mean the way it's described in uh, as now you it, it like clearly like this this letter was given was was taken by wh- whoever sailor who took it and brought back and brought back so like i mean again it's uh, i guess it's a difference of opinion on on like on the different writing tropes
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah like, yeah, they like it or, or don't like the, this kind of writing or this kind this style of writing. So
3: as it is, like the only person, the only way that we'd be getting this information is if we're God and we're just or reading if, everything that's there.
2: No. Um, or if somebody like a sailor did come aboard, find this this letter and then just take, take it with them and then transcribed it online <laughs> for somebody. Yes, to read.
3: but yeah. usually when that happens, they straight up say that.
2: I guess. I don't know. Um like, this is this is definitely like maybe it's cuz really i've ri- I, I i read a lot of cre- i read a lot of like lovecraftian horror and this is very much a lovecraftian horror writing style where mm. like you're reading a letter of warning uh, that goes into full detail of a story um yes. like that happens a lot in those stories so mm. maybe that's why i'm more comfortable with it as it is
1: i suppose yeah
3: Yeah, just format of it kind of messed with immersion a little bit with me, I guess. Is the okay. shortest way to say all that. Fair. And then moving on. I was no longer breathing, holding silently at the entrance, but the attacker snapped his head up to see me, nostrils flaring. I collapsed to the floor, dead from snapping his own neck. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Nostrils flaring. Dropped to the floor cold. (laughs) (laughs) That was easy. But no, that doesn't happen, obviously.
3: Yeah. Um, As I passed through the portal and slammed the door, uh, the fire had climbed up to his hair, and he was squealing now. This is when we shot him with a flare gun. Uh, His clawed hand still outstretched towards me. So at this point, I'm like, what are these creatures now? Because at first I thought they were just humans that have gone nuts and feral, but they have claws now?
2: I, I, he's describing like okay, his clawed hands. It's, yeah, it, it's this is being told from an unbiased or from a from a, um, uh, from a biased observer, so or like a biased narrator. So like their hands, like again, like you're ripping into persons into like into people and eating them, or like or like or killing them and some like of that and beating them and like wrecking your hands. They're gonna look like claws, um, just from like how mangled they look. So I think I think it's like basically like he's he, the the, the hand, it's still human hands, but they're like. He's now like he's using them like claws. That's how that's how I interpreted it when I read it. It was just like it's not, it's they're still mad, they're still mad men. They're just like they've gone feral. So now, like, they're no longer they're like coiling, like, they're like basically like coiling their hand, their fingers into like claw like, uh, like formation. Oh, we're referring to that
3: to a hand position, not actually claws. Mm-hmm.
2: Mikey, did you see that way or did you see something
3: different?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I saw the hands clawed. He's, I don't know. Uh, basically, his hands are ready to grab because they're clawed and outstretched,
2: like zombies, <laughs> or yeah. like, kind of like how you see in like mo- zombie movies. Like they're just like they're cl- clawing at you with their hands. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, clawing is one thing. Clawed, clawed hands is describing the hands. Okay, well, I mean, clawed.
2: Okay, maybe maybe that's a typo then. <laughs> like yeah
3: know. or maybe it's like just because he's been attacking and murdering people without any self-preservation or anything anymore they'll all like flesh from his fingertips and everything has been like ripped away or worn down so it's just like bone and nail yeah that's all that's there now so they do sort of look like claws now
2: yeah yeah that, i could i could buy that like again like he's he he he's not reacting like a normal like a rational normal person like because there's fire going up to his head, <laughs> and he's not and he's not clawing at his head to try and get the fire out. He's clawing forward like a zombie almost, <laughs> like like he's not in control of his own faculties.
3: <laughs> but I don't think he's clawing at the door because it says his clawed hands still outstretched towards me. So it's almost like he's just reaching for him and not actually clawing
2: for him. Yeah. Okay. So clawed hands like outstretched like so like yeah. Basically, his hands are like. In claw-like formation, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what I think. What's trying to describe there? It's not like they're actually. They may not actually yeah. physically be claws now. <laughs> it's just I don't the. Know. Yeah. I know. And yeah. again, this is also written. I hate to I hate to do this exact same thing that you did to me earlier, but it's like it's the way the character wrote. So he's like in a in a kind of a in a crazed, manic, and desperate st- uh, state at the moment. So like he's just describing what he what he saw, and what he saw was like claws coming at him. <laughs> from the guy
3: yeah for sure Hmm. we'll move on Hmm. Uh, I haven't seen the word uh, charnel or carnal house before
2: oh really no I've never seen it before
3: okay it's apparently just a vault of where human skeletal remains are stored
2: yep yeah it's often used a lot in in horror stories although I'm surprised we haven't come across it more (laughs) Um, because yeah like you turn this place into a charnel house (laughs) Um, that's a I Tomato, tomato. I think okay. it depends on, like, it's like, it, it literally depends on. I, I, I'll just look it up. It's
1: charnel. Okay. It's a is it? hard H because kernel would be for carnal desires, which is yeah. something completely different. Yep.
3: You say that, but buffalo, buffalo, buffalo,
2: buffalo. You're
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. People, yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar to like how they used abattoir in the story. It's like again, they use it as a descriptor for like a like a, a yeah. room of horror and death. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. This is a lovely room of death. <laughs> Take care now. Bye bye then. Yeah. Thank you for getting that
3: reference. <laughs> of course. I've watched it a million times. I have it on VHS.
2: Same. <laughs> <laughs> for the audience at home, <laughs> for you youngins out there, we're talking about Ace Ventura when nature calls. <laughs> The Mm -hmm. sequel to Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yes.
3: Anyways, moving on to my last one.
1: Okay, what? the you mean don't have the French version? uh, Ace Ventura in Africa. Is that what
2: they call? I guess that makes sense. Ace Ventura in Africa. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Actually, probably is more straightforward than the English English title. (laughs) Africa. Apparently, that's what.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's the translation (laughs) from the French version. (laughs)
3: Interesting. Trying to find
2: this now. <laughs> I know. Same. <laughs> this is super. It's important to the and and totally not a waste of time on our podcast.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. You keep gu- googling if you want. Um, so my last note is just I. I find that the crew kind of snapped very suddenly. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. I, like also, why didn't Ryan snap? Like uh, literally everyone else. My my explanation.
2: He passed his sand check. <laughs> he's the only one who passed a sand check. I suppose. Like yeah, that that's my guess. Is like it's he's the well, for, for, lazy writing plot. wise, he's got plot armor. <laughs> he's got he's got yeah. he's got mental plot armor. Um, mm-hmm. and the other one is like Dude, he didn't
3: get hit. Who did what? Physical plot armor too, because he didn't even get touched.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. On 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 Afrique. <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> um, he he posted in the Discord the uh oh. a, a, a a disc of uh of Ice Ventura on on Afrique.
3: <laughs> oh, awesome.
2: <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. So I think I think really it just it's just that uh him and that other sailor, the one that got beaten to death by the captain. Um they were the only ones who didn't um uh who didn't fail their sanity check and the sand check was such a bad one because basically it was like seeing Cthulhu down in the in the depths. So basically it's like uh I think in uh, hang on, let me pull up my McCullough Cthulhu book, because again, super important. See what the uh sanity is for uh for such a loss. Um Sanity loss, here we go. So when you see Great Cthulhu it's one D10 uh, for success, and a die percentile if you fail. So basically, the, him and the other guy probably rolled like pretty low on that D10, so they, they lost some sanity when they, when they passed, but it wasn't enough to break them. Everyone else though failed, so they lost like a D percentile, so they lost like anywhere between, between 10 to 100 sanity in one go. Yeah. So that's that's basically how I'm kind of interpreting like why everyone went nuts. It is a little uh, I, it does make sense in in the context to like that if the if there's some kind of uh, actually aggressive um manifestation or aggressive uh influence that uh, that that people are having on like cuz like it happens like literally overnight people just go nuts completely. Like it makes sense in the context of like thinking about it as a uh like again a Cthulhu game uh or like a horror scenario where like the, there's an active presence that's that's doing it right off the hop like making you like like basically influencing you aggressively but if it is just like they're they look down and see this horrifying thing it might take a little bit longer for it to sink into into people like let the madness sink in um especially since like they were scuttled they were basically like dead in the water like that night um so I'm surprised that it, it was like the next afternoon is when the the madness like took hold. It was like it would like cabin fever doesn't take that doesn't take long that fast. It, it takes I don't a think little
3: it's okay. cabin fever. No, no, it's, I know. Whatever yeah, the it's, hell's in the yeah in the water.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely like they've got they've got um some kind of madness. But I mean, I, I'm surprised like the uh the story is only six pages long. So like I'm surprised, but I am surprised that it took like one day versus like maybe a couple of days at least for madness to take hold of people. Like what well, I was talking
3: about also is like right when the shit starts hitting the fan aka yeah. the, the captain murdering the, the other guy Yeah. how come the captain slash the other guy were the first ones to get infected before everyone else? Well, If, it, the, if it's meant to be just like a blanket attack that hits everyone.
2: Well maybe uh, the captain maybe got hit first because he was the first one. To, uh, him and the, uh, the, the watchman of, the, of that night were the most exposed to the uh the lights
3: well they were they were the two up on deck while everyone was down below deck yeah and then shit went bad so everyone went up uh outside got infected and then
1: things went bad. yeah it,
2: it, yeah they got they got hit worse because they were the one they were the most exposed to it and then everyone else basically got blanketed because everyone else was at the rails looking down when when uh when the captain gave the call mm-hmm. so does that help your uh your confusion over or your uh your your thing there with the 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 onset of madness (laughs) or
3: i i understand how it went i was just i was expecting and kind of hoping for a slower build almost like a zombie movie where characters slowly get become infected and get killed by one mean or another you know
0: yeah
2: (laughs) i I will yeah the story did like happen real fast but again like yeah, it was it was only in six pages. So like, by by like I think like the fourth or fifth page, I was like, okay, this like this is happening a real like there like be some conclusion happening soon. It like a there be a decent conclusion to this.
3: <laughs> it's like the way it works right now is, um, let's say that just the captain and the watchman were outside. They get infected first. Captain kills the shit out of him. Everyone mm-hmm. else goes up on deck. They all get infected. Um, Ryan, our hero. Um stairs. He he goes into a fugue state. Because he literally does. Yeah, and um yeah. all the other guys go back down below when they still have their bearings and then they snap and then they start murdering each other. But we don't really see uh granted he didn't see it either, and we don't know how long he was in a fugue state. Yeah. It's just like he sees it, it says that he stared at it for a little while, went downstairs, and then all of a sudden it's hell down there.
2: Yeah, it is um Maybe, yeah, again, maybe he was just, he doesn't, uh, it, maybe we need a, we need like a sentence. This is like, I don't know how long I stood there on the deck. Um, because, and then, and then, then he started hearing the, sh- the, the, the shooting and the screaming. Um, yeah. so like, and, and it does say, I believe, I'm looking at, trying to look for it right now, where the captain oh. dies and like the, the group, the, the crew sl- slinks, but it says something else about the, the, the crew going down to the depths to, uh, and about morale. Um, He He said that
3: the the first gunshot broke him from his reverie.
2: Yeah, so he's basically, yeah, so he's just standing there. um, Sorry, I'm trying to... Yeah, he
3: could have been standing there for ten minutes while everyone...
2: Yeah, here, yeah. So, the silent audience having melted away below deck, no doubt taking the grim tale with them. I feared for morale, an absurd concern. I realize now but could not move from from the spot as if sheer force of will would cause the sea to regurgitate this man my friend okay so it seems like like maybe yeah, there there was some time happening like there was a time frame that that basically ryan blacked out through uh mm-hmm. as he was in the fugue state because the, the 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 people that were on deck like the crowd that was on deck slinked back into the into the uh the bowels of the ship to t- probably relay what had happened to the rest of them and then like again like those affected by the by that uh by the madness went over to and got got weapons and began executing people cuz like later on he goes to like the next quarter over to see his like the the, the junior officers and they've been killed in their in their beds with like headshots so they were still yeah. sleeping when they got headshotted mm-hmm. um so yeah it's definitely i th- I feel like it's um there was there was something that happened but our narrator Ryan um was in a fugue state during most of it. So it's yeah. sort of like um how in the hobbit um Tolkien completely brushes over an entire war <laughs> as Bilbo has been knocked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in the battle yeah in the battle of five armies um Bilbo gets knocked out and just passes out and when he comes to the war is over <laughs> the, the conflict is over. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah he missed out on everything that happened. So and that's like how and that's just how Tolkien did it like like they would be like a a couple of sentences of it's like, it's like and then the the adventurers came upon a a group of of 10,000 orcs after the group killed the orcs what <laughs> and then uh, bilbo saw a or or, uh, or uh, gandalf saw a blade of grass that reminded him of a song and then you know you get 10 pages of a song <laughs> like it's it's that kind of i get, uh, again it's just like an old way of like extrapolating like like brushing over something and it's so, and that's that's a poor that's a, that's an example of how, uh, maybe how not to do it <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but
2: in this story it kind of also works because he's in a fugue state trying to like get over the the the, the death of his friend that has gone mad, yeah. that went mad
3: i, I think um, a very simple i don't know how long i stood there for yeah but the first gunshot broke me from my reverie
2: mm-hmm. i think that would definitely help uh mm-hmm. with with the the issue here
3: that's all I got for my actual thoughts.
2: Okay. Uh, so uh, then I guess we move on to final thoughts. Um, you guys tried and you, you didn't. You didn't break me. <laughs> I passed my really sand checks. I know I know, I know. I know. I know. It's it's it was it's a joke. <laughs> like, do you want me to try? I
0: can no. Find no, more please don't. No, do not. <laughs> do not. Oh, is it not my turn anymore? Don't.
2: No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you had your chance. I did. Um. But no, yeah, I I'm going to recommend this one. Um it was a fast uh fun read of of cosmic isolation horror. <laughs> um like more more probably cosmic horror than uh, there's a little bit of isolation horror because like the ship got scuttled oh, got got like dead in the water, but the the madness took on real quick. <laughs> so um yeah, I could definitely see myself using this as fodder for a for a Cthulhu game and I I may in the future, but time will tell. Um no, uh, it's it's a it's a little spooky story that I enjoyed, so I'm I'm going to recommend it. So, Mikey, these tents for evil.
1: I'm going to give this a partial recommendation. Uh, while I liked the visuals, I would have liked a slower burn on the madness. Fair. Like uh, Gamer pointed out, like he was hoping that it, the madness would take a little while to seep in and just. Like a zombie movie. Yeah,
3: the madness was like sushi. It was good, but then, like a, a couple of minutes later, you're hungry again.
2: Isn't that Chinese food? Where's your good
3: sushi? Um, it sushi, might also well, be Chinese food.
2: Well, with sushi. It's like I, I I eat it. It's good, and then I'm like, I just like, oh god, it's so good, but oh god, I'm so full. Yeah, for about ten minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then I go into a coma, yeah. a, a food coma. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely get from that angle as well. Okay, but uh, yeah, no, that's fair. So, gamer.
3: I mean, reading through it, I liked it. it. It paints a very clear visual of what's going on all the way through. It's um, it is creepy to read this entire letter from what happened on this boat, even though I picked apart how. It's kind of redundant him saying like stop reading, but here's uh, a short story I wrote that if you yeah. want, you know. Um
2: Yeah, a much more like critical mind or not critical mind, but much more like um uh I'm trying to think of what the word like a, a, a certain like person would definitely like roll their eyes hard on like that trope. <laughs> it's yeah. like don't look at like stop reading. <laughs> Now, let me tell you the six-page story of what happened why you should stop reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it's it's just it's a horror trope. <laughs> mhm. But
3: yeah, with a little bit more explanation of when the shit hits the fan, I feel like it could mm-hmm. be better. But overall, I'm still going to give it I guess a partial recommendation, like a partial plus recommendation because it was still good. I I enjoyed it. Just there's a couple of things that kind of irked me one way or another, but not enough to really ruin the enjoyment.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So that's, I guess, two out of three ain't bad. Mm Because your your two partials make one. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So so yeah, that's our recommendation. That's this week's episode. If you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, you can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, spooky things, SCPs, cryptids, the whole shebang of horror um, that's online. Send them our way, we'll look at them, and then we'll put them on the show. And if you'd like to help our show financially, you can go our, to our Patreon. Look up aldente rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We currently have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, and extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Deeply, thank you. Like, Yeah. (laughs) It means a lot. And we would not be able to do this show
3: without you guys. Yeah.
2: And, And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys just as much, because without your listenership, it would be like speaking out into a silent sea. Where fog is embroiling our ship. (laughs) Um, And if you didn't write these stories, well, I mean, guys, we wouldn't have anything to talk about because we'd have no stories (laughs) to talk about. So it'd just be us just like, well, what do you guys think about horror? (laughs) I don't know. What's horror? Oh no! Warframe. <laughs> I guess <laughs> then we should
3: become a, a video game podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and just follow the the millions of of uh, of podcasts that are based off video game talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, so so thank you all the same. Like, it really means a lot. I love creepy pastas. I've, I hope you get, like my hosts like creepy pastas to a degree. <laughs>
3: I mean, I tolerate creepy pasta. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's more Stockholm syndrome at this point, but
3: I mean, you're not wrong. But it's <laughs> fine.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, like
3: again, I, like I do yeah. learn something like every time I read one of these. Yeah. Be it for better or for worse, I I do learn things whether it's words or uh different ways to do a story and grammar
2: and I always learn something. Yeah. I learned ululating today.
0: <laughs> mhm.
2: Mikey's just going to remain silent. <laughs> all right. He's all knowing; he learns nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I tolerate this. Yes. The company's okay sometimes. Oh, Aww. that was at me mostly. That was a jab at me mostly, not you. Um. Anyway, so again, thank you all who who's listening to us and writing these stories and giving us money for. Uh, to support the show. We
1: we really appreciate it.
2: Until next time, I have been your host review cultist. I'm
1: Mikey, the stands for evil.
2: And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Dente
0: Rigamortis. Sleep well.